following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. All right. What's up, Jessica? Hey, Jordan. How goes it? Hi. It's a dreary Monday morning after a beautiful weekend. 70 degrees on Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Gorgeous. Snowing. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana, I love you. <laughs> Just put my hood up. Yeah. <laughs> Just can't, can't do this. Up I'm it's cold. <sighs> so cold. All right. Anyway, um, we're good. We're we good. Are. It's okay. It's not too bad. It could be worse. Uh, yes, always. All right. We always start off with questions. You ready? Uh, sure. Random questions with Jordan. Here we go. <laughs> Number one. I feel like we need like segment music to intro this like area. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. I, I need a sound machine. That's what I need. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Round of applause when we say something good. Oh, there yeah. Go. <laughs> like, or, aw. Right? Womp, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, question number one. Maybe we'll do two. We'll see how far this goes because I really like this chapter this week. I figured you would. Uh, we'll get there. Kay. All right. So pause it. All right. Does Facebook or I'm going to say mm. social media. Okay. Yeah. Facebook or social media make you feel better or worse about yourself? Oh. Better or worse about yourself? I don't know. I... That's a good question. Wow, wow, I don't wow, know. Wow. <laughs> We're just gonna add our own. <laughs> I don't know if I have any. I, it, it, I don't. I don't feel bad about myself when I look at social media. Do you, okay. Let's um, let's take um, a poll. Like, how much time do you spend on, on social uh, media? Okay, so a lot, I'm all, a little bit. Um, I can randomly scroll on Facebook. That's really, about really? all I do is Facebook. Oh. Um, I don't Instagram. I have it. Don't, I don't Snapchat. I don't, oh no, no. The kid. The kids do. Yes, but how can I tell them it's terrible for them and it's one of the top 10 worst apps you can have? Is it really? It is. I don't Snapchat, and so I don't know. It's terrible, yet I think I'd say TikTok gives it a run for its money. That's up there, too. Yeah. They're both in the top 10. Last I read, like last, I don't know what yeah. publication I read that in. But they're not healthy for you, so... Um, Define that. Like, why would you say they're not healthy? I, just the things that you can do, the things that you can hide, uh, the things that you're gotcha. exposed to. Yeah. Last night we were talking at youth group, junk in, junk out. Yeah. And that is just, it, it is. And some people, there's the argument, oh, but you can use it for good. Yeah. But it, especially with Snapchat, you can hide so much because your things, your snaps disappear. Yeah. I think that's what they're called. That's what the kids call them these days. <laughs> <laughs> so how can I have it? That's what the children call it. it's not... Something I think our teens should be participating in. You could save Snapchats, okay? Like, there's a way to like screen I, grab it. I think, you, well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you have to screenshot it. Yeah. But let's, if you're trying to hide something, it's a perfect tool to hide. Like, why open that door? I guess. Anyway, that's my high horse. Um, so uh, the only thing I really am on on Facebook, and I can scroll mindlessly, but my I'm not real affected by mm. it. I understand very much what's on social media is not reality. Yeah. Um, we portray the best of our best. Yeah. And that picture that you posted where your family looks amazing yeah, probably took 300 tries and half of them your kids' eyes were closed. Well, and to be fair, like some people stage like 
hard times too. Like yeah, that's they, weird do. Too. they do. They so do. Like, it goes, and, like both do ways. you want me to clap for you, or do you want me to like? Yeah, I don't aw. know. I don't know what to do with that. Now, I mean, I think if anything, I could see where. Oh man, they're going on vacation again. I kind of want vacation, mm. so that would be. If anything, I guess that would be the direction I go of experiences. Yeah. Like, oh, I wish I could do that. How many? How many? Like, let's just go like hours a day. Oh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even. You wouldn't. Not make, much. You couldn't even put it like a like a thing on it. See, we're on it so much for like church well, and that's what I'm like, like stuff like that like yeah so i post there's other really avenues just church stuff with yeah. a little bit of mindless scrolling as i sit in the car line or something yeah to be fair like um i don't think it makes me feel better or worse i'm i'm kind of impartial to yeah. it but to to for like full transparency um on instagram and facebook i don't follow anybody no so my feed is just me i i don't even know how to like Someone's like, how many followers followers do you have? I'm like, well, considering the last picture I like remember posting on Instagram was when my kid was like three. Yeah. And now they just get like automatically posted somehow because of things I post on Facebook and I don't even know how that happened. So it took, I think, two weeks. And what I did was you can go into Facebook and you can unfollow. Okay. So like in my feed, there's nobody there. Like yeah. I don't follow anybody. So when people are like, hey, did you see my Facebook post? I legitimately no. did not yep. see it. It just it just saves me a world of like yep. hurt or heartache or whatever. Yeah. But to be fair, like uh, that question, I, I'm i impartial when it yeah. comes to that. All right. So um, that's not a fair question. We're not answering that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this will segue into uh, our chapter Ooh. today. Uh, question number two: How do you tell the difference between your intuitions and your fears? Mm, your intuitions and your fears. Ooh, that's kind of a good question. That's kind of deep. That is a good question, right? How do you tell the difference? The, the difference between your intuitions and your fears. Intuition being yeah. like like that gut that feeling. That gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh man um i think maybe the fears are when they consume you oh i i don't know i mean this is just like off the top of my head but i guess fear yeah is you had no time to think no about this. and that's kind of a deeper question i think <laughs> fears are something where um yeah they they're they're all consuming they're paralyzing almost in a way mm-hmm. where i think your intuition i at least in my experience there's an action to follow that mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. I, i'm not paralyzed by my intuition Women have intuition, I think. Like, I think there's certain times we can just look at people and we get that, like, weird feeling. Like, ooh, there's just not something just not right with this person. Yeah. Or, like, this situation just seems a little off. Um, I don't know. That I, That's all I got. I don't have anything else. That's funny you say it because when I first started in police work, um, that was one of the biggest things I learned is um, to trust your gut. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of times, like, and I tell, like, and not just women, like, other people this. We talk to teenagers about it, anybody. Mm-hmm. If you feel off, like God gave you that for a reason and you need to like kind of think about that before, Mm -hmm. you know, you, we as believers want to be nice, whatever the case is. But man, if you, Mm -hmm. if you're afraid, like, or you just, you just feel off about somebody, mm, you might be onto something, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't know, man, intuitions are like, yeah, those like gut feelings. I'm not afraid of my intuitions. No, I, I just like. It's just kind of like a little bit of like a like a minor alarm. Mm-hmm. Fears are more. Uh, when I was doing youth ministry, I always tell students, I say, um, stay as far as away, uh, far away as you can from um, horror movies or TV mm-hmm. shows about horror or anything like that. I said because once you invoke fear, like you can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It just it's it's always going to be yeah. there. So when you open that door of being afraid, um, it's kind of weird because like as believers, we're told 
don't don't right. fear don't be afraid and so there's a lot of times where if I'm afraid, I think like my faith is off or mm. I'm not trusting yeah. or I put myself in a situation that I put, shouldn't mm-hmm. have put it in. Um, but I don't know, though, the older I get, the more like I walk with the Lord, the more like I'm I'm not afraid mm-hmm. of things like I used to be yeah. like a kid. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. All right. So we're in um, chapter six. We're talking about a book called uh, a book. We're talking about a book by um, a couple of authors called Crucial Conversations, Tools mm-hmm. for Talking When the Stakes Are High. Right. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so next um, time the sound effects are coming out. Yeah. Oh, so, which boys do, right? It All the time. so much easier. My uh, my girls don't do it. No, it is a boy thing. They, they have sound effects for everything. I'm like, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> I don't need to know how the airplane sounds. Just say plane. And then I was in the bathroom. You're like, no, 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 that's not, that's not okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, this book went from chapter five to chapter six, and the accelerator, like foot full yeah. throttle to the floor, for one and two chapters one and two were like what are we doing here mm-hmm. chapter like three and four were like okay we're picking up steam um this is probably my favorite chapter of the yeah. book yeah yeah why does that not surprise you uh because i feel like you say often your emotions are not your reality <laughs> and that is what this chapter is about it is all about how our emo- our emotions and our feelings they lead us astray yeah. like they're not real it's so true and you say it all the time i'm like jordan's gonna love this but you're not wrong right like and i like i say it now which is scary yeah but it's true like your emotions and your feelings or your perception is not your reality. Yeah. That's not necessarily reality. And so you've got to actually figure out what is reality. And I think that's what this chapter was about. Well, it's so hard too. Cause when you're talking to somebody, man, I'm going to be on my soapbox (laughs) this whole time. But anyway, like when you're talking to somebody the the, the challenging thing is like that you see it for that person. But what he's talking about in this chapter is that you need to see it in yourself. Yeah. So yeah, you can identify it in somebody else and you can look at it and go, okay, you're obviously off. Mm-hmm. Your, your perceptions is not reality. But until you realize that for yourself, mm-hmm. like I, I don't even think you can change it. I don't think you can change somebody else because I'm not you. Well, yeah, you can't change someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I can bring you into the room. I can kind of like turn on some lights. But if you if you choose to keep your eyes closed, you're going to be in the dark. Absolutely. So essentially what he says is the whole chapter explores how to gain control of crucial conversations by learning how to take charge of your emotions. Mm -hmm. Keyword in that whole sentence is your. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like both you and I, you know, we're kind of in our 30s. Um, I'm leaving my 30s here this year. You're leaving. I'm leaving my 30s, 30s this year. year too, as well. So, but we're still in our 30s for the time being. For a little bit longer. Uh, so, as you look at where you are at, like mm-hmm. current stage of life, do you think that that's changed that statement? Right, like how to gain control of your um, crucial conversations by learning how to take charge of your emotions. Do you feel like you do a better job now taking control of your emotions than you did, like let's say, 20s and 30s? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I knew you were going to say yes. So then, <laughs> <laughs> what if I would have said no? And no. I would have just. <laughs> <laughs> um, that like, was easy. Next time I'm going the opposite of what I think. <laughs> uh, you can't lie. All right. So anyway, um, what my my follow up then yeah. is what is the catalyst? Like, what do you think is the catalyst to get there? 
Oh, I, I think some of it's just maturity. Um, I think some of it, whether it's like physical maturity, just we're growing up, we've experienced more, um, we have a wider perspective, but I think some of it's spiritual maturity. Yeah. Actually, a lot of it is. Yeah. Um, I, I just kept going back to this sounds so much like flesh versus spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think probably cause I've been teaching on that and wrestling with that the past couple of weeks with our, uh, kids program yeah that that's been really in my head and i'm like man we do we wrestle with our flesh so much but if we would stop being controlled by our flesh and let the spirit control us right but i often like would take back that control yeah you know and so yeah i think there's just a spiritual maturity of um learning i I think i said it last week like i'm responsible for me and I've got, so that means I've got to figure out what in this situation did I not do well and God yeah. honoring. So. Yeah. I would say that there's just like an embracing of tension. I think when I was like twenties, mm-hmm. you know, early thirties, I'd get into a situation. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like yeah. this. And now I'm like, uh, let's learn from this. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, this is going to be, um, kind of, uh, uncomfortable and we're just going to have to kind of push through this and, and make this happen. So, um, I still think though, there's emotions that, um, obviously like need work, you oh. know, like that just kind of yes. pop up or whatever Absolutely. the case is. Um, okay. So here's, here's kind of how we're going to approach this. All right. So, cause I highlighted so many things. So I'm going to essentially read you a couple sentences and you're going to say true, false, why or why not? Okay. Oh, geez. So it's, okay. it's kind of like rapid fire. Okay. So, oh, I'm nervous. We'll take what if it. I say the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's listening? Like, I don't seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody going to come and break down the door? Maybe. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to start with, we're going to start with the heading and you okay. just kind of move in. Okay. So, first heading emotions don't just happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I, wait, go. Sorry. No, that's not it. That's not, that's, I'm just in the heading. Okay. Okay. Here's the, here's the, the sentence. Um, Others don't make you mad. You make you mad. Mm. You make you scared, annoyed, or insulted. You and only you create your emotions. Yes, no, or why or why not? Yeah, so I wrestled with that sentence for a little bit. So I was like, oh. <laughs> Did you pull the book away? Did you uh, ask Matt? Usually ask Matt. Usually I do. He wasn't there. I waited too long. <laughs> oh, he's in Florida. He's home. Oh, he's okay. home. Thank okay. goodness. Gotcha. Um, I had to think about that one for a little bit. Like, is that really, like, other people don't make me mad because I'm like, have you met other people? Yeah. Because like sometimes they just make me mad. Yeah, but yeah. the more I thought about it, the more I think maybe that might be true because now that I think there are some, there are sometimes that people pick at you right. just to make you to mad. get under your skin. I don't think that's what this book is talking about. No, no, no. This book is talking about the way you've perceived something, mm-hmm. and because of that, you've created these emotions. Like you've created this scenario in your head. Right. In that case, yeah. Now, you might be right on, and maybe they really were doing that, but I think oftentimes, yeah, I think your emotions are you. I can get on board with that one. Okay. Um, Number two, when it comes to strong emotions, you either find a way to master them or you fall hostage to them. Oh, absolutely true. No. Why? Because you're you're either going to react based on your emotions or you're going to be able to... I don't think you can master them. Let me rephrase. Let me. <laughs> I don't think you master them. The Welcome way. Welcome to us talking out. Why? This is why no, we no, do no. this right here. The way you master them is surrendering to the Holy Spirit and he helps you overcome them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let like you cannot physically 
overcome your flesh. Yeah. And that's what I really went like when I kept thinking emotions, I kept thinking flesh, the desires that I have, the feelings that I have, what I want when I want it. Okay. And because of that, it's creating these feelings in me. Yeah. Um, but the way to you, yeah, you find that way to master it. That's through the Holy spirit. So yeah, I do. Otherwise you're going to be controlled by them. And when you're controlled by your emotions, you just like, yeah, I don't know. See, so I've had like two situations this past week where, um, I, I got like emotion. let's just say getting mm-hmm. emotional, whatever that emotion is. Yeah. And I was like thinking to myself, I was like, did I create this? Mm. Like, I wonder if like I manifested this in my head. And then I was thinking like, okay, how do I master this? Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. My dad used to say all the time when emotion takes over logic ceases. Yeah. So he's like, you're not thinking, you know, he would tell me this all the time. I mean, I, I could, if I had a dollar for every time I'd be retired, but anyway, <laughs> Um, it's so true, but when that logic ceases to identify it and go, okay, it's mastering me. How do I reverse Mm -hmm. that mastering process to where I'm like, I'm going to take back over what kind of, I lost myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key. So if your emotions taken over, you've let that go. Mm -hmm. And there's some people like, well, I just got so angry and, and I lost control. Okay you lost control and if you lost control then you have the ability to regain control and that's where i don't think we think about that stuff we think well i i just lost it you know okay but you can bring that back sometimes though and he didn't hit on this i think emotions have to ride like you Mm. just have to kind of like surf that emotion like i remember like losing friends or um the death of people like Mm. i was overcome with grief and just cried and i was like you just have to like ride yeah. that until it's over. Yeah. And then then kind of assess what happened and go, okay, how did we get there? Yeah. And and what do we do with that? So I agree with it. I I do think you really have to go, okay, I have the ability then to bring this yeah. back. And I'm gonna partner off what you said, but I think you have to have like if you're not a believer, I don't know how you how you do it without like God's help. I don't either because those emotions can be so real at times. They mm-hmm. fee- or they feel real. They you, you think they're real and they can be so big. Like yeah. and I'm a passionate person, so my emotions can go like they can get really heightened at times and to draw that back in, I don't know that I could do that ever by myself. Yeah. Okay, so then he gives um, this, like, example from a a girl. Her name is Maria. Mm -hmm. And in that example, he says that Maria is treating her emotions as if they're the only valid response. Do you do that? Sometimes. Like, do you know you do that? Probably not in the moment (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like I'm right. Usually it makes – I have to step back. When I'm in the moment, I – like, it can – I'm getting better at it. Yeah. The more that I have these harder conversations with people who um, see things just completely different than me, I used to feel like it was an attack on me. And so my emotion, like, you don't agree with me. Well, you must be attacking me. I'm getting better with that. Yeah. Um, But in the, sometimes it's hard. So, and again, I'm not like dogging one or the other. Do you think this is a a female tendency Mm. or a male tendency to do that? I mean, obviously he uses a word Maria. I don't know if he did that on purpose or not. Yeah. And I'm not saying like one does it more than the other. I'm just curious, like if one does it, has a more bent towards it, if that makes sense. I sat in a 
room last night with a group of um, parents of mm-hmm. teenagers, and we were talking about um, sex. Well, yes, but no. <laughs> um, but one of the things they talk about is like, what does it look like to be a man? And yeah. they said, you know, the world has said like for so long, men can't have emotions and they can't have mm. like they can't be vulnerable. And that was kind of that like this is what we need to open up as a church. And so I'm sitting there with this group of men who are like, we don't have emotions, right? We don't know if we have tear ducts, you know, and <laughs> like I do, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's a very rare few, so. The answer is I think women sometimes do let their emo- – and I could be wrong, but I think we let our emotions rise up yeah. more yeah. where it could – like, and it seems that a lot of the men I'm around are pretty level-headed until they're not. But they have mm. a longer – Yeah. it takes them a little bit longer to get to the point where the emotions have ruled them. And we're generalizing for sure. Totally general- yeah, generalizing. Yeah. I understand that. But um, that would curious. be my perception. I don't know. What do you think? Man, I don't know. So yesterday um, – we're in church, and uh, the whenever we take communion, the kids come back in, mm-hmm. which is cool, right? So you do that, like you bring the kids back in, and um, not all of them, like yeah, fourth, fifth older graders, kid- old, yeah. older kiddos, you know, or whatever, come back in. And um, uh, my oldest comes in, and she's um, she like is standing next to me because Bethany's on mm-hmm. uh, on the platform. She yeah. doesn't call the stage. Don't call the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and she's uh, sh- so I let her in, you know, sit down or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. And uh, we take communion, and then I come back down, and I'm standing next to her. We sing a song. Mm-hmm. And as we're singing, she raised her hand. Did you see it? Yeah. you. I'll remind me to show you a video after we're done with this of your daughter worshiping this weekend. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. So, so like, I, I have to go back up, like, yeah, on stage, right. you know? And I, I couldn't sing. Yeah. Like, I'm like... What is going on? Like, who is this tiny human being that has just like manifested herself yeah. into like this young lady, yeah. you know, which is super fun. Oh, so fun. So, so I go up on stage and like there is a trail of tears. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm excited, yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever the case is. And uh, and then I was thinking about it. I was like, Jessica's got an influence on my daughter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because <laughs> it reminded me like yeah. we were at that conference in yeah. Tennessee and every time like you and Bethany and and myself are all in the same room. I like make space. I need, yeah. You got to have the room. Got to have room to move. <laughs> got to have room to move my arms. And, but yeah. it was funny, like, um, and I don't. I, again, I don't say this like mean or harsh. There's very few boys her mm-hmm. age that do that. Yeah. There's there's a lot of like it's it's just a natural more mm-hmm. tendency for for her to do that. Um, so I don't. I don't you know, you ask like, what do I think? I think generalizing, yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. but there's definitely, that's not like, you can't yeah. say that about everybody. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So when Jesus says Maria is treating her emotions as if they're the only valid response, I think you're going to wrestle with that forever. Mm-hmm. I think so. Like saying that I, I believe I'm right. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a situation where, um, hmm, how do I word this? So, is is there ever a situation where emotion I'm trying to think how to word this is is the only your emotions are the only valid response what would you change like so so truth is a valid response like right so there's two roads here mm-hmm. and you have the gospel which is truth this is this is the right response mm-hmm. like we believe as believers yeah. it's it's yes or no there is no black and white mm-hmm. here either you trust Christ or you don't but then emotions is sometimes like eh, yes and no 
is is it always the case like that? Like, do those two things ever merge together where we go into a situation and say, like, uh, I'm, I am right. You know what I'm saying? That's a really hard question. I don't know if I'm formulating that I well. Don't, yeah, I'm not. I, I think. I, I okay. So if you're if we're talking gospel, talking that like truth is truth is truth. Right. And it doesn't matter what my how I feel about the situation. Like, what does God's word say about this situation? Right. So let's so say that's true. We go into like a conversation. We're gonna have a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody who's not a believer, and we're gonna communicate the gospel. This is truth. Like, if you reject this truth, it's still truth. Yeah. And it is what it is. He talks about emotions being, you know, like, you say you're right and you think you're right, but it's an emotion. This is truth. Do those two things ever come together or do we, should we separate our emotions from those right and wrongs? Because it's kind of like, here's a great example. It's kind of like the person that's like, if you don't trust Christ, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a very like forthright, passionate um, a- approach. Whereas another person looks at it and they have kind of more like, well, God loves you and he cares about you. And it's more kind of like soft mm-hmm. in that approach. Well, both of those people are still holding truth, but the yep. emotions are different. And so is, is there ever a time when those two things are together where you can't, you know, they, they shouldn't be separated? I don't know. I think if your emotions line up with truth then are you okay to like emotions gonna seep in Mm -hmm. like that's just gonna again what's ruling you is it your emotions that are driving that conversation or is it the truth that's driving that conversation or are your emotions because of the truth and you just can't help but be so passionate about the message you're saying right i don't know I yeah. don't have an answer. That's well, I, my answer. And I know like I have this like paragraph in my head where it's like coming out of my mouth and it's it's scrambled, but in this I just understand if you read the whole chapter in context, her emotions are definitely something that she thinks is the only valid response. Mm-hmm. But truth is still truth. Mm-hmm. So can you differentiate, you know, what emotions are there and what are good emotions and what can are bad you find emotions? out? I don't think like in her situation, she can't find out the validity of her emotions unless she asks more questions. Mm. So I kind of like took some of this of going instead of reacting, why don't we lean more into this situation and figure out, OK, what is like, let's ask questions and find out maybe like in the situation in this this book you know, she was right and he was treating her like, yeah. uh, you know, a ter- in a terrible way. But but we find out later that wasn't the case. If she would have leaned into that instead of just assuming uh, things could have been different. I don't know. No, I think you're, you're tracking because it, it kind of sounds like you're hinting at the intermediate step that he talks mm-hmm. about. You know, and he says there's always an intermediate step because actions themselves can't and don't cause emotional reactions. It's it, here's what I'm leading to. If we as believers could just approach things as this is truth and this is not truth and take some of our emotional ties Mm. into that conversation out of it and be okay with the person either accepting or rejecting it. Like like you just said it. I think sometimes we take things so personal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so if I come up to you and I'm like, Jess, I believe in predestination. Um, It says it in the Bible. It's very like word for word. To me, it's black and white. Um, but we also have a choice, right? Like, so those two things coexist. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, I just know that they do and it, 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 it doesn't work in my finite mind, but it works right. in, in there. And you look at it and go, uh, nope, 
<laughs> like, like you're wrong. Wait, but I don't. So, like, just to make clear right, 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 clear right, right, right. Yeah. But if you looked at it and went, and went like, you're yeah. wrong, and then I was like, are you serious right, right. now? So now I've let that emotion mm-hmm. come in where I just can't let like laying dogs lie. You yeah. know, I just have to rile them up. Well, and I think that's where we have to let truth stand. Like, this is what God's word says. This is how he approaches it. I mean, let's go back to the conversations we had last week between husband and wife. And I hear from women all the time, well, he doesn't do this. Or he doesn't love me like I'm supposed to be loved, so why should I respect him? We'll go to the love and respect book, you know. Right, right, right. Well, it doesn't matter that he's not loving you. Like, you respect him and you love him regardless. That's your decision. So we can't. But we get so worked up about the other person. And they're not doing their part. Again, let's go back to this book. It's about you. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know if that answered it or not. Yeah, because you're just you're just kind of walking through the chapter because he says then he says we add meaning to the action we observe. So you look at me and say no, mm-hmm. and I am instantly offended, you know, and it's like and then I take it and I guess your motive for mm-hmm. it. Like, well, you just don't like me. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like, no, like maybe but, you legitimately yeah. have a reason behind that, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the case is. And I just look at it and I go, oh, okay, you're not a Christian, so that's fine. Whoa, whoa, we just went <laughs> real far. <laughs> but it's so funny because yeah. we do this all mm-hmm. the time. We look at it and we say, okay, like you hear something from somebody and you instantly add meaning to it. And then you go, well, A plus B equals has to equal C. And it's like, this isn't even an equation. B isn't even there. It's A didn't around. happen. And I don't know where you got C. Yeah. So so the the question there is why do people do this? He doesn't oh. allude to it, but why do people make up meaning when we're having a conversation like, well, obviously you're thinking this. You know, he talk I think he does talk a little bit about it cuz he says t- usually when this happens, we have probably then reacted in a poor way. Right. So we I think we try to justify that. Like so that we've got this story that we're trying to justify our emotions, our anger. Now I'm mad at you because you didn't agree with me and Yeah. Um, I think some of it's just trying to justify our own behavior. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like this is where the light bulbs just were like turning on. And I guess I already had like the light bulbs on, but I mean, they went from like normal light bulbs to like LED real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says, if we can't find a way to control the stories we tell or rethinking or retelling them, we can master our emotions and therefore master our crucial conversations. There are so many conversations that I've had, and let's just start with myself, where I got to this point where I was emotional, and if I were to go back in that situation, I I would 100% agree that I made up a story mm-hmm. that justified how I felt, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, then that person is obviously this way, mm-hmm. and I never talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I just assume this about this person or I, this must be how they are because they said this one sentence and they're like, that didn't even happen. I I don't know. Our kids do it too. I mean, you see it, we all do it. It's just crazy to me. Like you, so he, he has like a little bit of an arrow and he, mm-hmm. you're like, you see something or you hear something, you tell yourself a story, then you attribute that story to a feeling mm-hmm. and then you act on those feelings and I'm like, I do that all the time. <laughs> well, and I think that goes back to like when emotions take over, logic ceases. Like now I'm I'm perceiving this hurt. You've you've done something to me that I can't believe you've done to me. Yeah. Yet you never did that to me. Yeah. You know, like it was all made up in my brain. 
Um, so how do you cut that off? Like, do you ooh. like in your life? Do you just like tell people like what you're thinking or <laughs> probably not like that? Um, <laughs> I but I think it's asking questions. I think it's it's restating things. It's using some of the it seems like this is what's happening. Is that mm-hmm. happening? No. Are you sure? Yeah. No, that's not at all what I thought. Oh, like sometimes it's just going to the source using the it seems like it feels like, which I don't love that book. Oh, but it but, comes up all the time. But I think that's, that is probably the one takeaway from that book that <laughs> I will get behind because then we're figuring out, okay, really what was the motive behind what, what occurred or what was the truth that happened? Yeah. Um, that's Chris Foss, by the way. It is. <laughs> also read it. doesn't know Jesus. Don't read it. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, or, and it goes into like what he he says in this book where he's like i don't want to do this but i do want to do mm-hmm. this yeah you know i was thinking about this in the weirdest situations like close face talkers at church i know this sounds so weird but when people come up to you and like kind of invade your personal space we don't have a I conversation about it <laughs> but we don't talk about it we just like an immediately think I to ourselves <laughs> what if you're on a wall <laughs> i can't go anywhere probably have like a look of like like extreme like anxiousness in my face i am uh, stuck <laughs> there's nowhere to go yeah but we don't we don't talk about it you're right like but it's funny okay so you get that person they're really close to you and you see it right mm-hmm. so this is such a i was thinking about this you see it you tell yourself a story like this person's really close to my face they probably have like no social parameters so what if you just like spoke into it like hey you're really close to my face right now is there a reason for that <laughs> You can try that. I am not going to try that. <laughs> but it's all you. Please tell me how that goes. Well, like, let's take it in the context. Okay, so take it a step further, right? Like, take it into a marriage, right? You see your spouse do something mm-hmm. that you don't want them to do. Like, let's just say um, they walk past the dishes in, and they just left in the them kitchen. There. And they just left them there. Like, yeah. got up, you know, um, take your kids, for example. They're done eating. They get up and they leave. And you tell yourself a story. I have spoiled rotten kids. Right. Like, how dare they not help out around the house? I think so, I've told myself that story. <laughs> and then you think to yourself, I'm a horrible parent. Right. How did they learn this? That is exactly <laughs> the road I go. It's like you're in my brain. But what if you looked at them and you were like, hey, is there a reason you didn't take your plate to the sink? And they're like, I didn't know I was supposed to. Right. Okay. Well, in this house, like we take our place to the sink. So you could totally eliminate the mm-hmm. feeling and the actions And I watch parents do this all the time. I watch spouses do this all the time. They tell themselves a story. Well, they must be Mm -hmm. like this. And then they attribute a feeling to that. And they say, well, um, they obviously don't love me. Yeah. And then if they don't love me, like, uh, well, then I'm not going to love them back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my word. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to recognize that in yourself. And so I think it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of stepping back. It's a lot of take a breath, pause evaluate before you react okay so there's there's another question for you because as i was reading this i was thinking about so both you and i this is probably why we're like good at this (laughs) is because both you and i like kind of are verbal processors Mm -hmm. like we just talk through things and um you know half hour passes and we're like okay we've got to the solution you know whatever the case is in in conversations with people who are the opposite mm-hmm. probably our spouses <sighs> neither one of them are <laughs> how do you back like yourself from talking like yeah so i know like because my husband's not a verbal processor he needs time to process which is very similar to bethany as well yeah um there are times where i'm like i will like just throw it out there like i need to talk about this 
and I know that this isn't probably good and I'm probably like, but if I don't talk about this, like this, like sometimes I just throw it out there. Yeah. And sometimes I legitimately like it kills me, but I just have to walk away. Like not at mad, not walk away mad. Right. But say like, he, I know he needs that time. What um, if you can't walk away and you have to be quiet? Yeah. Or that too. It's hard. I bite my tongue, like literally bite my tongue. Do you really? Oh yeah. Cause I know if I don't, I will say something. Can he see it? Can he tell? Oh, probably. I'm sure my face looks like it's grimacing. Because <laughs> it is. And, pain. Yeah, but it's the old, like it's a physical thing because I know. Yeah. I everything want everything in me wants to like, blah, back. Yeah. That's not healthy. That's gonna make our relationship harder. Can't take it back. Can't once it's said. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I if I can't leave. Because otherwise it will just spill out. I will like I will literally like bite my tongue there. Or I will squeeze my hands together really tight, like don't say anything, don't say anything. Yeah. Just a physical reminder to let him process. And usually in that moment, if I'm somewhat honest with myself, like it will take it'll let it'll calm me down too. Of okay, now I'm tense, I'm frustrated, I'm angry. He's over there processing, I hope. I mean, I don't know, I assume. <laughs> or maybe not. Or maybe not. <laughs> But it gives me that moment to take a breath. That's hard too, right? Like you look at people and you hope they're doing something mm -hmm. and they might not. Yeah. And you have to get over that too. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Like, I, oh man, uh, who was I talking to the other day? I can't remember. I told him, I said, the, the life and ministry, you will have to get used to constantly being humble. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, and it stinks. You're always going to be the, the example for humility. Like it doesn't matter. And sometimes you don't want to be, but you just have mm -hmm. to be, you know, and whatever. It just is what it is. And you can't expect people to be humble in return. Mm -hmm. Like they just sometimes they won't or whatever the case is. Agree or disagree. Our emotions are directly linked to our judgments of right, wrong, good, bad, kind, selfish, fair, unfair, etc. Um, sometimes <laughs> I say that. <laughs> I think if you're letting your emotions control you, then yes. If you... I think this goes back to the flesh and the spirit, to be totally honest. Like if you are, yes, yeah, sometimes people are, they, their emotions mean right, wrong, good, whatever all that list is. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way though. Hmm. Um, I think if you're being, if you live by the spirit, it, that's not what should define your right and your wrong. I think that's, that's God's word. That's, I don't know, but they do. Yeah. That's tough. Like this is where the, the road splits, I, I think a little bit because I would wonder how like a humanist processes this because mm -hmm. it would be all on like myself. Like I can do this by myself mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. There's some situations that I've been in where I have literally stopped and been like, God, I am drowning mm -hmm. and I can't breathe. And mm -hmm. I like, and he just looks at me and he's like, Hey, you're in the lion's den. Like yeah. just calm down. It's okay. You yeah. know? You're where I want you to be at yeah. this moment. If so you get eaten, in it. you're good. Yeah. Like it's it's still going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that that's tough. He also says by retracting your path one element at a time, you put yourself in a position to think about, question, and change any one or more of the elements. That is, is such like a sentence of prayer. Like mm -hmm. to be able to stop in the moment and backtrack a little bit. Yep. And just say, okay, like, how did we get here? And what yeah. are my responsibilities in getting here? Do you ever get in that situation and like own it, like in mid conversation? Well, I'm a verbal processor. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> 
because I'll be going and I'll be going and I'm like, oh, I'm going and I'm wrong. <laughs> Shoot. That happened. I've never had that happen to me. Never. Oh, no. That That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, like, what do you do? Like, okay, so you're rolling. Let's say like you and Matt are having like yeah. a conversation. Conversation moves into argument. Mm-hmm. Halfway through, you know you're wrong. Yeah. What do you do? So you've got two choices. Like, you just keep plowing forward. <laughs> like, just keep going. You're right. Forget the, the fact that you're wrong. Just Which we've all done. Right. Right. Or we talk about we did we talked about last week, man. I'm sorry, like, and that is so humbling, and that is so hard. Um, or I guess a third thing is you just leave the middle of it and hope you come back. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a healthy one either. Yeah. If you can humble yourself, it is so hard, and it's hard for me. Like that is one yeah. area I struggle with anyway. Um, thankfully, I have a very gracious, forgiving husband. <laughs> um, and we don't get to that point very often. Yeah. But yeah, I think you have to own it. Like those f- are fleeting now. Like we haven't had one of those in a long no, time. No, usually we can feel when like, hey, things are getting a little mm-hmm. like we're we're flirting with that edge of things could blow up, not blow up, but just be tense. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, it's because we haven't spent enough time together. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, we need to like take a moment and invest in us a little bit, and that like works its way out. Yeah. Um. He says many people are emotionally illiterate. Yes. You think so? (laughs) Oh, I think so. Really? I think so. Because he talks about how you can't, you have to get below the surface. It's not just like, I'm angry. It's, I was embarrassed. Mm. I felt shame in this. I felt guilty, but it manifested itself in anger. I think for people to get to the surface, or below the surface of what they really think, that's a lot of self-awareness and I'm not sure people have great self-awareness all the time. Um, it's humbling. Mm-hmm. It means I have to actually take a look at my emotions mm-hmm. and dig like what made me feel this way really. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's, I, yes, I agree with him. That's tough. Yeah. Like I read that and immediately jumped out on the page of me cause I was like, Ooh, um, cause illiterate to me is always like, education Mm -hmm. like illiterate not illiterate it's so easy to define i don't think i've ever thought about illiteracy in regards to feelings and emotions Mm -hmm. and things like that like if you're not really aware of what's going on but if we live in a culture and society that's so like me 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 Mm -hmm. oriented and i get whatever i want um i read an article the other day and a guy said the problem with our current society is our generation doesn't know how to not get what they want. Absolutely. Because they just get it. Yep. So like, it's just mine. Like, it's not a big deal. And you're very rarely told no. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you're told no, like, what do you do with that? Yeah. So, yeah. I I don't know how you become more aware of it, especially somebody who's older. Like, that would be mm. really interesting to... And, and we deal with it a little bit, maybe at the church. Like, people in crisis or whatever the case is, we kind of make them aware of some things that are going on. And mm-hmm. they're like... I'm not like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you, you're proving it right now, Mm -hmm. you know? So what do you do when you get somebody who you bring like, Hey, right now you're overreacting and they look at you and say, no, like, do you just say yes and just (laughs) move on? I don't know if I would uh, like you're overreacting. seems like it's going to throw, like (laughs) it's going to blow up your conversation anyway. Um, Avoid extremes. Yeah, maybe Yeah, (laughs) that might be a good first step. I think you ask a lot of questions hmm. again. I so much of questioning, getting to the truth. Um, what's motivating? Like, why do you feel this way? Mm. And um, what's causing you to feel angry? I don't know. I'm just angry. Okay. But something like yeah. what is, what's behind that? Um, how do you do it with yourself? 
it, it takes a lot of self-awareness and I think a little bit of, well, a lot of bit of, okay, God revealed to me what is at the heart of this issue right. in my life. Like what we did a Bible study, uh, as couples once and they talked about, um, root sins and like everything can kind of be traced back to like three or four root sins. And I think uh, like that's the same idea of tracing down, um, what's at the root of what you're experiencing and feeling right now. Just constantly asking why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, he gives it, he gives some good insight in the end. Highly recommend the end of this chapter for sure. Cause he gives kind of like ways to kind of step up. He says, we don't admit our own weaknesses. We obsess about others, faults, our innocence, powerlessness to do anything other than what we've already been doing. Tell a clever story when we want self justification more than results. Of course, self justification is not what we really want, but certainly act as if it is. Um, and he just gives some really good help to kind of like, you evaluate you, mm-hmm. you know, in that situation. And I would partner it with, I think it was two chapters ago when you're in that conversation with, do we, do we both really want the same thing? Mm, yeah. This is hard in church world because there's people who I have looked at before and I'm like, do you and I both want to make mm-hmm. Jesus known? And I said, yes. And they weren't on that page. Yeah. You know, it was more like, well, no, cause I, I, I don't think like the church is evangelistic mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, or they wanted something like different or, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, like, you know, then maybe we're not in the pursuit of the same thing. Right. And that's really not a, it's, it's bad and it's sad, but it, it, it's just reality, you know? So how do we carry on if your goals are different than our goals, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. All that said was, what's like your big takeaway? Um, I think, just being reminded that our emotions aren't our reality. Mm-hmm. And so um, be self-aware. A- ask for wisdom in that. Um, ask for other people to help you see. If you, you feel that you're, it's the same emotion that's overtaking you often, mm-hmm. um, ask for help in that. Like, hey, where do you, like, why do you think this is happening in my life? Like, I think ask, ask for wisdom. Go to a mentor Um, I keep struggling with anger. Okay. Is it anger or is it like maybe you're trying to deal with the wrong, the wrong thing, the wrong emotion. And that's why you're, you're not getting anywhere with it. Um, yeah, but just recognizing that what you feel isn't necessarily what's happening. Hmm. Isn't the truth. How do you counsel somebody on that? Like what it, you know, like when they get in that situation, what does that look like? Me say that again. Ask like, that question again. How do you counsel somebody when they're in that situation, whether that's you, children, yeah. another a peer, whatever the case is? I would just, I would ask them tons and tons of questions. Mm-hmm. And then I am so, like, I'm big on, let's just point you back to scripture. Then if this is a, if this is the emotion that's overtaking you, let's replace those emotions with thoughts that are pure, holy, right. Um, my kid feels worthless a lot. Mm-hmm. He's my oldest. He struggles with his self-worth a lot. And now we're a home that, man, we validate and we build up. And I mean, we we're constantly talking about God and that you're his child, but my kid can't see that his emotion is I'm worthless. Mm. I feel unneeded and unwanted. And so we counter that with truth. Yeah. Well, what does God say about who you are? And it's truth is plastered everywhere in his school supplies and on his water bottle and his sports bags, Right. because he needs to be constantly brought back to it. You might feel this way, but this is the truth of who God really says you are. And so that's typically the approach I take with people. Yeah. So you, you have that with your kid. Like when you get in a conversation with yourself like that, mm-hmm. how do you 
and you yeah. hit a dead end. Like, yeah. how do you pull yourself out of that? I think that's where you go to your gut, your trusted people in mm. your life and say, okay, this is, this is the emotion I'm continually struggling with. I, I don't believe the truth mm-hmm. and let them speak that into you. I think that's where we're at the church. We come alongside each other and we support each other. And sometimes we're dragging each other along. Yeah. And, but that's a vulnerability. Um, people see your your normal bent yeah. your normal emotion your normal reaction so find those trusted people and have them speak into you you know what do you notice from me in this meeting like how do i typically respond yeah do i respond in love and grace and understanding or do i quickly go to anger and impatience and yeah yeah and let some people speak some truth into that and mm-hmm. just kind of gauge yourself again we're the church we're meant to walk alongside each other um so find people to walk alongside you and help you in that Hmm. I would say, man, it's just such a good chapter. If I could make a church shirt, it would say, I'm just trying to not freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like if, if people could just know what's going on in my soul, like I'm just trying not to freak out. Like uh, that is like my every day. Like I wake up and everything I do is just kind of trying to keep that like, contained you know and i think that's where the spirit just kind of sows like all Mm -hmm. these crazy emotions together and he's like don't worry about it you know like we're not gonna freak out just Mm -hmm. be faithful be consistent you know and you'll be fine and i guess i just looked at like this chapter and what the chapter spoke on and sometimes you just need to know that you're not the the only one yeah you know what i mean like there's a, I texted that to a person in the church um, two weeks ago. Like I told them that there because they asked they were going through something or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. And I said, you know what? Sometimes I'm just trying not to freak out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah. Or I told uh, the class uh, that I teach a couple of days ago. I was like, you know, what? sometimes I doubt. Mm-hmm. And they're like, really? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's like it's you're normal. You're a human being. You have these emotions. Right. But what happens is we get to this point in this place where we let those emotions dictate our actions and you can feel something, but you need to take every thought captive Mm -hmm. to quote scripture. It's like high school boys. We talk about this all the time. It's not the first look that gets you. It's the second one. So the first look is she's pretty. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she's also a child of God. So let's, let's put the second piece onto the first piece. When you turn around and you have the second glance, that's the sin. Mm -hmm. But so many people think like they made the sin in the first, you know, sediment. It's like, no, that's not necessarily the case. Or like whatever emotion that we have, it's not the first feeling. It's the second and third feeling that really sets us back. And I think this is where if he could have just closed that chapter with take every thought captive and change that word to emotion, Mm -hmm. take every emotion captive. I feel this way. Okay, then do what you said. Why? Why do you feel this way? How'd you get there? Back that up. And then is it valid? Is it not valid? There is such a thing as righteous anger. There's also such thing as unrighteous anger. There is such a thing as grief. There's also such thing as, you know, too much, you know, where you need to kind of like move on, Mm -hmm. you know, and and this is this is where it's at. So that's just tough. You know, I think and I think people just need to know that, you know, you're not alone and you're human and Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And whether people want to say it or not, it is what it is. So, all right. Anything else? Nope. Okay. 
Um, we'll keep plowing away next week. Until then, uh, let us know what you guys think uh, on our Facebook page or anything else. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we're here to listen. So until that time, talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.